You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Well, welcome back to another exciting episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. It's great to be here with you again, Shannon. It's great to be with you, and I'm just wondering, is anybody else out there kind of dancing to our intro music by now? I'm, it, <laughs> it takes me several times hearing a song before it really gets into my bones, but this one has. Uh, I'm like swaying to side to the side. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like swaying <laughs> Well, so you get so caught up in the music <laughs> that you can't even talk. That's I know. That's something I, good. I'm swaying side to side at my desk snapping my fingers, rotating my shoulders back and forth like I've really got rhythm. Well, if you're new to what all is going on here in this intro music and the sachet that can happen, uh, welcome. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us where we talk hot sex that happens in the marriage bed because we believe that married sex is where it's blessed and sacred and just all all kinds of fun that can be had from both parties and so we want to hear from you and what you think what questions you may have what comments you've got we love hearing feedback and so that's why you can send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com you can also jump on itunes and give us any kind of review we love the five star ones because that helps us climb the chart we also just love comments to hear what you think and what's what's going on in your neck of the woods and here's one that I got to start with because we did a show just recently on expectations, which I think was a great episode that we did. And, hey, we, and I had been doing triple backflips over the feedback that we've been getting over this past week. Yes. We have gotten some really amazing emails. And thank you, thank you, thank you, listeners. Absolutely. Because here's one that says straight out, Sexy Marriage Radio is an answered prayer for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Finally, real food about God's beautiful gift for wives and husbands. Thank you for addressing such an important part of oneness. Huge thanks for the continued courage to take this on with much-needed authenticity. I recently discovered Sexy Marriage Radio, and I'm so blessed and loving the growth in me and love and the love and sexy sex with my husband. I love that, sexy sex, because that's, that's the best kind of sex there is. It's not just functional sex. It's sexy sex. Deep is the only way to go. You, seeing my part slash influence is huge so just uh, i think she's recognizing the role she plays so i love being able to see understand and use my power in a new healthy beautiful and holy way and then she references i'm going to the passion, passion principles there for you go that she she went out to, when you were in california i believe miss shannon Yep, I got to meet this gal, awesome. delightful gal. We had a blast together all weekend. That's great. And so she just wraps it up with, thank you again, and I completely agree. Married sex is the best sex and sexiest sex on the planet. Our creator knows exactly what he is doing, and to which I have to say amen. Yeah. <laughs> you got to shout hooray on that one, huh? And it's interesting because, you know, I'm coming off of, you. It sounds like, you know, you had the weekend out in California. And I had the weekend stuck in my house with a sick child. Aww. And so it's one of those. And, and here in Texas, you know, this past weekend was just gorgeous weather. It's, it, you know, fall when the seasons change. Texas is great because you get the cooler evenings and a, still a little bit of warmth during the day. And we're stuck inside. And it's like, ah, oh, man, those things, you know, that makes me just kind of realize life does not unfold the way I want all the time. 
and, and life, <laughs> life, sex does not unfold the way I want all the time. And yeah. how do you that deal with that? The way that we intend, does it? Right. And so it's learning to deal with our expectations and, or as you mentioned, your expectations with, yeah. <laughs> with life, because yeah, we have to figure out how do I just adapt and adjust to things? Because we do have all kinds of barriers we bring into our, you know, circumstances that just happen that we can't control. And we have to figure out how do we navigate around them. And that's exactly what I want us to talk about today, Corey, is barriers to connection. Uh, but as we you know, segue into that topic, let me just say, I think that there are a lot of people who've been listening for you know maybe all the way up to this 150-something episode, and they really don't know what your heart is behind your counseling practice, behind why you started Sexy Marriage Radio, behind why you do Simple Marriage. I want you to spend some time with us today unpacking what what drives you and okay. what you see over and over with couples and why you do what you do to help them so that those who are listening to the show and are thinking, I could really use more help than just the weekly podcast, that they kind of have some avenues that they can explore. So why don't we start with, you know, when I first met you, and this is kind of weird for you and I to put this together, but, you know, uh, we, we met officially at... American Association of Christian Counselors Conference last year in Nashville, but I kept thinking there's something familiar about this guy. I know, I know <laughs> this guy from somewhere, and lo and behold, uh, way back in probably the early 90s, I was teaching at a Mother's Day Out program for a friend mm -hmm. one semester, and you just happened to be the youth pastor at that church. Yes, that was and a long time ago. <laughs> that was a long, long time ago. Yeah, like 20 years ago. And so here we are 20 years later. God, you know, crossed our paths again, obviously in a much deeper, richer way this time. Mm -hmm. But how did you evolve from youth pastor to what you're doing today? Well, part of that has been, that was one of the paths I always had in mind, that I'm, I'm raised in a family where my father is a psychology professor and my sister is a social worker. My mom is crazy. And okay, that's, <laughs> is that's, that how it all fits together? Yeah, that's the joke. Um, <laughs> but it, it's one of those that I had in mind that I was I headed into the ministry right out of undergrad. And youth ministry was my passion at the time. And so I, I always had a vision of, you know, you can't do youth pastor in youth ministry when you're well up into your years. It's just harder and harder. You have to you have to see it, do it a different way. So I figured you have I would to work really hard to look cool. Yeah, well, I mean, I look at it now, I would be a much better youth minister now in my 40s than I was in my 20s just because I oh, absolutely. I I may not I mean, I think I still would relate to the kids, but I would do it completely differently. But that's a different okay. story. Um it I think of it as I always had this idea of I would be in youth ministry for a while and then I would just transition into kind of a family therapist, family counselor, family ministry kind of a role. And so I did that with a little bit of a hiatus in the business world where I realized that's not the way I'm wired. And so I went back to school, uh, you know, did the PhD in family therapy, started a practice just because one of the things I've always loved is uh, getting into the nitty gritty with people. And, and dealing with life on life's terms, even when it's really messy. And so that, I, I don't mean to be stereotypical here, 
But that is so unusual that a man really is eager to roll up his sleeves and dive into the depths of emotional connection or disconnection. Why, why do you think that you, you know, have that passion, whereas a lot of men just, you know, they, they kind of prefer to stay on the surface? And that's not true of all men. Right. And obviously there's a lot of women who prefer to stay on the surface, too. But I think that it is unique that a man really wants to go deep in, like you said, the nitty gritty of it all. So is it just your family culture that that was just a normal thing to talk about um, sitting around table or maybe but it's it's more see i don't put emotionality into digging into the nitty-gritty i put it as just life i mean life is messy (laughs) and and so if we want to look at it as life is emotional that's one way i don't look at it as life is emotional i just look at it as this is just the way life and systems and relationships and families operate and so i the way it just makes sense to me is one of the things i've seen through the course of my practice, and this will evolve to how Simple Marriage and Sexy Marriage Radio and some of the other things came about, is when you can help somebody get a grip on where they really are in life, just to get a different perspective of what's happening and why, you change everything for them. You know, it's it's like, it's you, you've made a comment before, I think it was actually in our last show, Shannon, of when you got, when you came to grip with some of the messages you've carried forward in your life about you, that impacted how you do life. Yes. Yeah. Just, just different dynamics, traumas, circumstances, even victories, you know, they, they determine who we are and they have influence in it. And so I think of it as whenever I can get a chance to just help people see life differently, see marriage differently, then I change the ball game for them because it helps them be empowered in their own life that we're not victims in things, we're volunteers. And so if I all of a sudden feel like I can start to control what I do or how I view it or the influence I have over the people I'm in in relationship with, I can change things. And so that just, you know, I started with that as a practice. And then one of the things that brought about Simple Marriage, uh, which is simplemarriage.net, is I had a particular evening where I had four couples one night on a Thursday night and they were, I think two of them were married and two of them were just in long-term relationships, possibly cohabitating. I, I cannot remember, but they were all in crisis obviously because they're seeking counseling. And, um, one of those things that they were just kind of in and out of the relationship. It was just this ongoing chronic problem. And one of the things I believe strongly in is we got to just be honest with ourselves and with those we're in relationship with because otherwise you're just playing a game. Mm -hmm. And so during that night, three of those four couples ended their relationship. Whoa. Yeah. And I I don't think I was the cause of that, of that. I don't, I don't think, I don't think I'm that bad of a therapist that I, I brought about the demise of their relationships. I just think that they finally were, one of them was finally honest with themselves and they all knew it anyway. That it's, that, you know, you reach that point of, man, what are we doing? And so I, I remember coming home to Pam, this was before we had kids, and, and just saying, I, this isn't what I signed up for. You know, I don't, I don't want to be with people to where they're already at this state before they even seek help. Which, yeah, broken beyond repair. Right, and that's what research continues to, to show out is that um, a, a couple will wait, a person waits six years from after the problem has become a problem before they seek help. Oh, wow. Six years? Yep, that's, that's an average. 
Wow. And, and so it's pretty ingrained by that point. And so a lot of times, you know, you're rearranging furniture on the Titanic because you, you can't really do much if they haven't really changed it. And, and I, one thing I believe and have gotten better at is being able to totally turn that around, that people can change things even when it's dire situations. Mm-hmm. But so because of that, I came home and I was like, man, there's got to be a way to reach people before they come to therapy. And so I started writing um, for a local newspaper, just a little bit small town, about 2,000 people. And at mm-hmm. the same time, I put those articles online. And then I started getting some comments from people on a blog you know, that I, was, that I had started. And so from there, I was like, this is a whole lot more fun than newspaper writing. So, <laughs> so I started interacting with, with people on a blog, and then I just shifted everything to that and started Simple Marriage in 2008. And, and so talk to us what simple marriage looks like. Unpack that for us. Okay. Well, the, the idea of simple marriage is once one, it's an oxymoron because marriage is not simple. <laughs> it's like jumbo shrimp. Right. Exactly. But it can be simple. And, and I think that it really comes down to how we view what's going on. And that is just all captured in this idea that marriage is designed to help to work on you, not you work on it. So if, if I view it that way, that my relationship with Pam is, is in, encouraging me to be a better person, then I change what happens. I, don't, I no longer look at it as she's just trying to you know, lord over me or change things or make me do things that I want to do or whatever. So I just started writing just my philosophies of, of life and marriage and relationships and family, and it started growing. And you know, it, it's grown to where now... I. I I think it's still one of the largest marriage-only blogs on the internet. Um, so it's awesome. it's it's one of those that it's been very successful. I've enjoyed it, loved the ride, and since it has kind of turned into a little business, where now I have courses that I offer, some uh, self-published books that are offered, and then even counseling and coaching that I can offer. And that's one of the things I know you and I both do is just work directly with people um, via phone, internet you know, with webcam or in person. So it's been, it's been a great ride. And then along those, along that time, you know, I think we've touched on this before is that there's, there's a definite need for a a speaking into the void of what goes on in the bedroom in marriage. And so that's where sexy marriage radio comes on board. It's just a chance to start talking about how great it can be because that's that's the if you if you take the idea of simple marriage and sexy marriage radio which i hope if you're a listener here you've heard over and over is that we believe it can be fantastic that it's not that i have to just learn to survive marriage it's that i can thrive in marriage that i can thrive in life that i that this journey can be just a great journey together and sure there's going to be times and seasons that are just harder than others but it doesn't, that's not the end of it. So the, so you basically have a three prong approach. You have the counseling and the coaching that you do. Right. Uh, you have simple marriage, uh, where those are basic, that's basically curriculum books, materials that are going to take them deeper in dialogue with one another. Is that what I understand? Yeah. Well, simple marriage is, is a blog. So it is just one or two, sometimes three articles a week. That are just, and I have some people that write for me. And so it's just aspects of relationships, romance, um, sex, simplicity. You know, it it just, it just varies there. It just kind of depends on what's going on. What's, what's the status of culture? What are problems I'm seeing in emails and clients and stuff? 
And so it really okay. is, is a chance people... to enhance people's relationships for free. And then from there, that steers to other resources that are more in-depth, which could be books, which I've got two, which is called but One's Buck Naked Marriage, and then the other <laughs> is called A Simple Marriage. And those are that that's a workbook that helps people get a better relationship. And, then, and, and people can subscribe to Simple Marriage through an RSS feed? Yes, they, you can get it via email or an RSS reader. Okay. And then there's also emails that are free that are based on topics that are just old blog posts that are helped on, you know, whatever different issues that you may want. You can get a, a, an email every other day that's just mm-hmm. a little bitty lesson. And then the newest thing I've got, because I've had several different courses that we've created that have been really successful, and then I shut them all down um, in the spring of this year as a chance to just rework everything and refresh it and make it even better. And mm-hmm. so now, you know, this week, actually, when this show airs, which is the middle of October, um, Married Life 911 launches. And so if you're listening to this show on the day it comes out, it actually opens tomorrow. Uh, so it's Thursday. And then the first, it eventually starts, whatever, on the, the 27th which is a Monday of October. And that's just going to be an eight-week course that you walk through how to survive the, the tough issues that happen in marriage. So it's, it's aimed at couples that are in crisis, couples that have a chronic issue, couples where one have heard or said, I love you, but I'm not in love with you anymore. Ouch. Yeah, but you know, those are just because, Shannon, you, you know full well, that's life. I mean, that's yep. marriage on marriage terms. And who, who of us hasn't felt that right. way? And so yeah. I want to present a way, and this is a way to reach people, hopefully before it becomes a major chronic I'm done deal. Yep. I was going to say, this actually sounds like great preventative medicine to keep them from right. getting to that crisis point where it is broken beyond repair. Right. And it, but uh, it is still aimed at crisis. You know, it is aimed at, okay, so there's something, there's a major pain point going on. And what Married Life 911 will do is present a whole different way to view what's going on and then walk you through how do you live with this new way of looking at it. Awesome. So, Corey, talk to us about the most common barriers to connection that you have seen in all your years of working as a counselor, of interacting with all these people. I mean, you you get so much feedback from Sexy Marriage Radio, from your clients, um, you know, from those who've gone through your curriculum. What what are the biggest things that you see that really keep people from connecting with each other the way that they long to? Well, I think largely, uh, let, let's do this two ways. One is on an individual level, and then two on the on a couple level. Does that work? Sure. Um, on an individual level. Largely, what gets in our way is we don't know what we really want. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> you know, we have this idea of, oh, well, this is what I want because this is what makes sense. Or this is the way it was in my family and I didn't even realize it. Or this is the exact opposite of what I was modeled and so that's what I want. And But I don't really know that. And so largely when I get into a, a committed relationship with somebody else, and then in our, in our case we're talking about marriage because that's what we believe in is, you know, nothing prepares you for marriage, but marriage. And so when you get into it, that's when you, it's kind of like the wool's pulled out and you're like, well, oh, hold, I didn't wait. I didn't know it was like this. I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. Right. I didn't, I thought it was supposed to just be like this, like what I thought going in, like when we were dating and where it was just so easy. And 
why did you change? Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, you must have changed the rules. You, you've done something different, and so it's one. That's that's the biggest one I see with with people. It's just I don't I don't really know what I want. I I don't really know who I am. I'm kind of in the process of development too. So if I can come to grips with that, I change the way I deal with things. And then on a relationship at level, this is this is a concept I believe happens with a majority of the fam- of the couples that have been together for a while that their main problem is they're too close to each other. So they have this they have this feeling of we're we're separate and we we don't understand each other. We can't get along. We're constantly mis, mis you know miscommunicating whatever. I flip that on its head and present the idea of what if it's actually because you're too close to each other. And the biggest example, Shannon, and I'm sure you've heard this, is we just can't communicate. We have trouble communicating. You know, we- In other words, they're not saying things the way that I think that they should be said, when they should be said, how they should be said, that, that they have their own opinions and that's discombobrating to them? Yeah, I think that's it. And it, But the way I approach that is just different in the sense of, okay, wait— how is it that you guys can't communicate, but yet when he says something, you get mad? If you couldn't communicate, you wouldn't get mad because you wouldn't know what he was saying. <laughs> that is communication, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. So it's it's not about you can't communicate. It's about that you can't handle the message or mm-hmm. the lack of message that's that's coming because you want things a certain way. And this goes back to the idea of ourself, that I don't really know what I want, but I have an idea what I want. And well, and, I, and I was thinking that that's a blow to the ego, you know, that you're not getting what you want the way that you want it. Right. Yeah. Right. And so if that's the case, it's learning how to stand on my own two feet with somebody that I love and choose and want to be with. And at the same time, reaching a point where what I want for them is what they want for themselves. Okay, say that again. That is very, very deep. <laughs> it is, and it's it's a tre- it's a tremendous marker. Uh, it's a tremendous marker of my own growth. It's where I reach a point that with the people I'm in relationship with, that I, what I want for them is what they want for themselves. Wow, what I want for them is whatever they want for themselves. Yeah, and obviously yeah, that, that means- has influence on me. Because, you know, what they want for themselves may not be me. And then I have to come to grips with that and, and make some tough choices. And can I, can I interject a very quick example of how true I believe that statement is? Yeah, please do. Um, you know, for years, you know, we've done this vacillator avoider type dance. And, and just in the past probably three years, it has really sunk down deep into the fibers of my being that Greg longs for time alone. And for solitude and silence and peace. And he works in an environment where he doesn't get that all day. And when he comes home, he really does need that. Right. I wanted him to connect with me, talk with me, right. you know, bask in my presence and just, <laughs> you know, let me, let, let's just absorb each other completely type of a thing. Right. Because that's what vacillators want is they want proximity and connection. But just the past three years, I have been so intentional about developing different hobbies and relationships and friendships and activities to where I can give him that time and space and distance that he needs. Mm -hmm. And we get along so much better. Mm -hmm. It's not what I want, but it's what he wants. So I want for him what he wants. Right. So I, I do. I think that that's very, very deep and brilliant. Because then you get to the point where when you are chosen, 
by the person that w- it, because it that's what they want. It's what you really want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it feels a lot more special. Right, but what we settle for is we settle for be feeling needed, and that's the worst parts of us. That's the parts that just I do things so that I know my partner needs me around or keeps me around or you know, and that's the manipulative side of us. If we're honest, that we're trying to earn our keep. Yeah. And so it, that's it really, that's very performance driven. It is. And it comes down to that exchange based philosophy of, well, I did this, you know, I could see your scenario blowing up if you went into this from the worst in you, Shannon of, well, I know he wants that time alone, so I'm going to give it to him, but man, he better be giving me some attention later because if he doesn't, then we got problems. You know, yeah, and, that, that was probably the transitory season yeah. of, you know, in between it the is. I want to absorb you and the, okay, you know, whenever you want to connect, let me right. know. I'm totally available to you. Right. There was that season of expectation. And, and that's part of, expectation. yeah, and that's part of growing because you have to, you have, these things have to be born in us as far as we're growing. We can't, we, we learn it. We don't just all of a sudden get blessed with it typically. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's the thing I've loved about the therapy I do, the coaching I do, um, and then particularly the couples that I get the privilege and honor of walking side by side with through Married Life 911 or some of the other courses that are coming down the road in just a little while, that when it clicks, it's just, it's like a whole new outlook on things. And I love just seeing that and reinforcing that and being a part of that because it's what I live too. Because I can't do this if I'm not living it. Right. So, and this doesn't mean I have a perfect marriage. This just means that I I view things as what's going on. I mean, this past weekend was rough with Pam and I <laughs> because yeah. we had these expectations of, hey, let's go do a bunch of things. Our daughter had a fever off and on all weekend, so I'm around watching football all day because she's she can't be active, and we're feeding off each other in the sense of, wait, this isn't what I thought because look at the weather, look at how beautiful it is, and <laughs> and so we're just tense with each other, and so. Oh. You know, what finally broke that tension was when I came up to her and said, you know, I think what will help break this tension is if we're just naked with each other a little more. And, <laughs> and how did she respond? She said, oh, you think so, huh? And I said, I guarantee it, you know, and and it, lo and behold, it worked out fine. It, it I was I was right. It uh, is true that <laughs> when you're naked in each other's presence, and especially if you're skin to skin, it lowers anxiety, it relieves tension, it uh, erases insecurities, it just melts. Yep. It's just really hard to stay mad at somebody that you're laying there naked and skin to skin with. Yep, it is. That's awesome. It's so it's just, it's realizing that this is life on life's terms, because I think this that's the way it was designed. I think God cares about our character more than he does our good time. I think he care, I think he cares about us dealing with conflict, dealing with life. And the, the way I believe that is because relationships are conflict, you know, <laughs> and, and Adam and Eve's relationship was pre-fall even. So there would have been conflict even before sin entered the world. So I, I just think that that's the design is that it helps us, you know, marriage done right is a people growing machine. And, that's just a great way to view what happens, that there's there's an intentionality behind what's going on. Yeah. And this whole conversation reminds me of uh, the title of a new Nicholas Sparks novel, I think, that's out there. It's called The Best of Me. Okay. And that the whole, the whole idea is that you, you, you want to be with someone who brings out the best in you. Yeah. And 
this whole notion of reaching a point where what you want is whatever they want for themselves, that, that really sounds as if the, the dynamic in the relationship is that you, you want them to bring out the best in them and you want to be inspired to bring out the best of you. And if you have two people living in relationship like that, if we both want to be our best selves with one another, not give our best selves away to everybody else and then come home and, and deal with the leftovers in regards to our relationship with each other, then that that's the making of a much richer relationship. It is. Yeah. It is. And that's also one of those that it, it takes things that you can't control out of your hands. You know, that I can't control my relationship with Pam. I like to yeah. think I like to think I can, but I can't. You have influence. That's but exactly not control. it. Yeah, I can influence it, but I can't control her. And so the more I realize that, hey, wait, I, what I need to do is present something that that is valuable, that's worth wanting, that's better, that's fully functioning, that can survive life without her should choice or tragedy occur, then I'm better off either way, either way, what happens with my relationship, I'm still better off. And if I keep that as a motivation, I dramatically change what happens in my marriage. Sweet. It, it really is simple. When you explain it in <laughs> yeah. these terms, there is kind of a light that goes off that goes, okay, maybe I've tried to make it far more complex than I've needed to. But I think that's because when we look at marriage problems, we're trying to figure out how to fix it from the perspective of how can I change my spouse to where they line up with what I want. Right. Right. How, how do can I, get, I manipulate them? Yeah. How, how do I, I get, get them, them to operate to? under the conditions I determine? And yeah, yeah. I, that didn't happen so with another human. About, <laughs> yeah. You're talking about relaxing, let the person be who they are, honoring the essence of who they are, letting the relationship evolve organically and naturally trying to influence it, but not control it. This is all great stuff, yep. Corey Allen. That's well. This this the stuff I love is is really getting in the nitty gritty with with a couple and and with people and helping them just deal with life in a different well, way. Well, our, our hats are off to you for just the multiple ways that you're choosing to give of your time and your talents to bring about influence, to bring about change, to bring about total transformation. And to cheer us all on, and, and I speak for myself too. I mean, when I do a sexy marriage radio show. I walk away feeling sexy. Greg knows that Wednesday nights are in our house. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> and on that note, yeah. I hope that it happens for you guys who, if you're listening to us tonight, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>